Bill Torr, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. Hey, we have a powerful red pill story to share on this podcast. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. We met Rick and Deborah at Sukkot 2020. Their story involves prophecy, people, perseverance, and promises, the covenant promises of Elohim. They are really nice believers and very hospitable, and we know their story will encourage you. Amen, Mama. And to our listeners, you can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com, follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com, as well as on Facebook, Twitter, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Deezer, TuneIn, Spotify, Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and other places where you find your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a huge shout out to our friends in Alabama and Arizona. Mm-hmm. So uh, we share these Red Pill Torah stories so that you will know that you're not alone. Now, we know from experience, it's really strange to realize the truth that was always there in the Bible, Mm -hmm. to change your life so that you obey the truth and lose Christian friends. Yeshua said that if we deny him before men, he would deny us before the Father. We won't deny Jehovah's truth. So we're pressing on, and this story will encourage you to press on too. That being said, Daddy, roll the tape. Okay, so we are here at Sukkot 2020 in Oklahoma, and it's been quite the blessing. This is the last night of Sukkot, and um, so we are here with Rick and with Deborah, and they have an awesome story about how they came to the knowledge of the Hebrew roots of our faith and uh, what they're doing. So I'm going to turn it over to you all, and please uh, tell us what's your story. How did you um, awaken to the Hebrew roots of the faith? Well, I guess that started with uh, with me when I was about oh, 15 years old. I was actually raised Baptist. My mother was Hebrew, but she was never raised Jewish. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, with that being said, my uh, uh, my mom and my dad actually started looking into the Hebrew roots uh, of Christianity back in, when I was a teenager, and they had taught us a few things that uh, that they knew about that they learned stuff. My dad went to a prophecy conference from a uh, uh, from like a Seventh Day Adventist uh, church, and when they gave him some you know pamphlets on you know Christmas and some of the roots of it, and it started making him question some things. So they started looking into some things. They told us the things that they had uh, uh, discovered and uh, and almost made the changes themselves. But uh, with that being said, they. Uh, uh, they didn't make the change uh, based on the fact that uh, the rest of the family was going to really, really frown on that pretty hard, and so they didn't ever make the change. But they did tell us, us kids, you know, what they had learned, and so. But some of the things they had told me kind of worked on my uh, on my thought process a little bit, uh, and I heard a teacher uh, speak uh, on TV. We had a we had a, uh, a little channel called GLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was out of Midland, Odessa, and it, sur- it, it supplied the surrounding area with Christian television. Mm-hmm. And uh, I heard a speaker, his name was Joseph Good, and he taught uh, about the uh, uh, about prophecy and stuff like that a little bit, but he also taught, taught about uh, some of the Hebrew roots of, uh, of Christianity to a point. The, uh, he had come out with his first book, uh, The Messianic Kingdom to Come, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a Rosh Hashanah in the a Messianic Kingdom come, and he was teaching on some of the things and the thoughts and the ideas, and going taking that the, those scriptures and going back to well in the temple and in the time what were they what were they talking about what were they familiar with already that was helping them understand uh, already what he was uh, talking about when like Jesus was talking and Paul was talking and things like this. Mm-hmm. So uh, with that being said, uh, I was just wowed. And it made me start to think about, you know, uh, you know, every program made me think more and more about, you know, what else, what else can I learn from this man, and 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 what else am I missing? And when I started understanding the fact that uh, that uh, that uh, the Sabbath was actually on uh, Saturday, according to Jews, and it was Sunday according to Christians, I, I started looking into the to the, to the why. Uh, who changed that? Mm-hmm. Who who made that decision? Who had that authority to make those decisions? And who and and, and what? How did it trickle down to me? Mm-hmm. To what I learned? And so when I uh, discovered, you know, how that came to be, well, I, I just I didn't. I just totally disagreed with the fact that that was even even a change that was made. And so I said to myself, you know what? I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go back to that. I don't even know why, but I'm going to go back to that because that's it's, it's just it just makes more sense for me to do God's things on God's days. And so here I am, 15 year old boy, and I told my friends, you know what, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go with you out, out with y'all on Friday night. I'm gonna stay home and read the Bible. Saturday night we can go out and, and have fun all you want to when the sun goes down. But I, but till then I'm gonna be home and I'm gonna take I'm taking care of God's business instead. I feel like that's what he's going to call to me. I'm sorry. How did your friends take this? You know they they accepted it really well. I mean they I'm sure they had nice. questions, but they didn't they didn't they didn't really. It's not like they heckled me or anything. No. Uh, but as soon as Saturday night rolled around, boy, they were they were calling and we were going. Okay. But uh, so we fast forward and uh, you know me and my wife met and. We got married and stuff, and uh, we already had kids, uh, you know, young kids, and uh, and she had uh, watched a program uh, on TV, uh, and on I, the I believe same it was channel. same channel. It, it was, was a different person, channel. I believe. Now you said GLC. Yes, it was God's Learning Channel. Gotcha. That's what it was called. Gotcha. Is it still uh, active? Yes, it okay. is. Okay. It, yes, it is. You can actually um, pull it up on Roku. Ooh. Yeah, and um, there's still lots of good teaching on there. And I believe you can watch God's Learning Channel. I think it's is it dot com or something like that. I believe they, so. I believe they still have their own website. But anyway, we she had learned she had watched a, a, a teacher and he had you know taught on something. And I came home from work and she said, you know, I learned this and this and this and this on this program today. Uh, and I it I'm not sure which teacher it, it was. was Eddie Chumney. Was it Eddie Chumney? It was Eddie Chumney. And she said. It, and I learned this and this and this and this. And I said, well, yeah, that's because this, 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 and this. And she was like, well, you knew about that? I said, well, maybe not all of it, but I mean, there's... There. And we got into the discussion of, you know, how my life had changed when I was a teenager. We actually went over those things. And uh, and uh, so she chewed on that for probably about a month. And she kept, she kept looking into more things and more things. We watched the program together. It was, uh, I believe it was Truth or Tradition. Yes. With Jim Staley. No, no, no. That wasn't... Um, in all honesty, I think it was the Perry Stone teaching ah. on um, Passover and the Jewish wedding. Oh, yeah. That threw us over the top. Yeah, and we said, you know what? We need to make some changes. And yes. so me and her decided at that moment together to 
to we went to, uh, to eating kosher. We went to celebrating uh, Sabbath on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We no longer celebrated Christmas in any way, shape, or form, or Easter. Uh, we had already stepped away from you know things like uh, uh, Halloween and stuff like that, and uh, and so it was our journey began. But right about the same time, we had uh, we had gone to we were going to a Pentecostal church, mm-hmm. and uh, one day we had. Uh, 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 what was his name? Torres. Yeah, it was Torres. Uh, Louis Torres. Yes. Anyway, he he came. He was a uh, um, an evangelist. An evangelist, and he and he came and taught on Sunday morning, and we were it was still a Wednesday. Oh, it was a Wednesday evening. It was a, right. Wednesday right. evening. It was a Wednesday evening. Wednesday yeah. And sh- and he was you know teaching about one thing you know preaching and stuff, and all of a sudden he stops in the middle of his sermon and he points at me and he says you and I'm we're close to the back, but he he said you. <laughs> You come here. God has a word for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I was raised in the Baptist church, and I had watched you know a few you know, Rod Parsley, you know, mm-hmm. you know episodes or things like this, you know. So I kind of knew there was there were some different things that happened in the Pentecostal church than what I was used to. <laughs> some different, <laughs> right? You know, and uh, but I still loved the, the the music and the and the and the and the atmosphere and stuff, you know. So I went to went with her, no big deal. But she uh, uh, she was sitting back there. He said, "Come here." So I got up and I walked down the aisle toward him. He said, "No." get your wife too. bring her because this is for her too and she came up there and you know first thing I'm, I'm thinking is he don't even know that it's my wife that could be my sister for all he knows but son of a gun he knew it and so she came and we we stood in front of him he said God's about to send you both on a journey and it's gonna be full of ridicule and it's gonna be full of challenges and uh, he said that um, he was sending us out um, on a new journey and that it was uh, to understand that it was a path that he was leading us down to help lead others down this path yeah and um, he like Ricky said it was going to be full of lots of challenges and ridicule and condemnation and rejection and rejection and boy was he not kidding <laughs> but he asked us he said are you ready to take this he asked God us wants to we know willing to are you willing it. to accept this God wants to know and uh, you all said yes oh, yes. Said yes and we said yes and he said that it would happen in a year and the change the happened within the, within the six months is when we came to that decision right that we were gonna make the change and all that stuff happened hmm. And so we we started on this journey, and immediately my family and her family thought we had joined a cult, thought we had jumped off the deep end, and it we was, all lived in the same town, and we didn't see them all year. Same. Well, we saw my parents. I mean, we, we'd see them on occasion. We would um, have um, supper with my parents, mm-hmm. but um, my dad was, was really, really he upset. He took he it the hardest. hardest. And um, my father has always been um, the spiritual leader of um, not just my immediate family, but like with his siblings as well. He's the one that was, has always been looked up to. You know, if something is happening, you know, in the family, if someone is ill or in a hospital, he's always the first person they call because he's he is always a, there for he is a praying man, and he has you know his spiritual life he's is a good strong. Man. Mm-hmm. So to see for him to see his youngest daughter going this other way it really upset him and um, he you know told us the usual um, you're making yourself a slave to the law and um, that is done away with and 
that salvation came through through Messiah and that it was not by works and it was by faith alone in him and we explained that and we it explained still that. is <laughs> and, and we thought it, and we and we still think you know, we still know what is uh, and and we had to and tell him this is not about a to-do list or a checklist or uh, anything it's it's about it's about obedience it's about reverence for God but we under, but you do those things out of love much like I do things for my wife out of love because I love her. I don't do the things that she wouldn't want me to do. I do the things that she likes, she loves me to do mm-hmm. because I, I love her. And so therefore I'm doing a labor of love because it brings us closer together. Mm-hmm. But he's changed a lot in the 18 years that oh, we've yeah. been in the faith. Speaking of her father. Um, he um, apologized to us for the way he treated us and he's actually looking into it now. Mm. And um, he's understanding that um, there is more to it, and um, that um, you don't stop learning in this walk because the Father has got each and every one of us on a path. And when he is ready to move us into the next level, he's going to make that change in us, okay. and he's going to open up our spiritual eyes to be able to embrace it. And we need to be okay with that. But at the time where we, where we, uh, where the ridicule and stuff was going on, as far as the, we were, we were basically asked to leave the Pentecostal church. Me and my boys were would wear yarmulkes to service on Sunday, and we, there was no place for us to have church on Saturday. There was no synagogue that would take us, as far as it goes. It was about uh, uh, trying to find our way through this and try to uh, figure out exactly how God wants us to walk through this walk. And, but and they, they put you out of a Pentecostal oh, church? Oh, yes. They, 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 they said, you know, your hats are kind of causing confusion. And I said, well, I, and I could tell where, where, where the conversation was going. And I, I said, well, I don't want to cause confusion as far as it goes. That's, not, that's the least of what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can't change the way I need to do things. This is, this is the way God wants me to do things. This is the way I'm going to do them. And so if it's going to cause confusion, then we'll just go ahead and leave. And I knew that's where everything was headed anyway. Mm-hmm. And so, but we walked and away he said he quietly. thought that would be best. I mean, there's no reason to make a fuss. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just no need for ugliness because that's not what the kingdom of God is about. If it's time to, you know, part ways, then you send somebody with a blessing and you part ways and you love each other from afar. And that's what we did. And so then we, uh, then we moved to Waco. Uh, Texas, but the uh, reasoning reason being is she was going to be starting school up there. But it was so easy to move over there because we it seemed like we were already alone. We were already alone anyway, even though we lived in the same town as all our own family, as all our own friends, and so we packed up and moved six hours away uh, without any problem, not knowing anybody that's there. Almost like Abraham leaving his father's house and going mm-hmm. out that and not was, knowing anybody. That and that's kind of the, the way we that, felt. That was the word that was given to us, that um, it, it was um, Abraham leaving Lot behind. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we mm-hmm. were doing. And so we, we left and, uh, and we 
We didn't know what we were doing exactly, but we were trying to learn along the way. And we found teachers that would teach us uh, teach us some of the things uh, uh, about how to do how 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 the Jews do things, how God's people do has done things for years, and and we learned about how you can see that in the New Testament, how you can see that throughout, how you can see uh, the Old Testament and the New Testament. Both is, one is talking about the other. Mm-hmm. And how uh, the, the, it's not really a bridge from one to the other. It's it's a same flat surface. It's the same city, like when you go from a from from a, uh, a big town to a suburb. There's a sign that tells you you're leaving one and going to the other, but you never really change your path in any way, shape, or form. It's like it's part of the same city. Amen. And so we we started learning and going and doing and. Well, and we used to watch GLC at the time and, and stuff, and we came across Monty Judah was uh, having an episode on there, and in it she had seen, he was talking about uh, Camp, Yeshua. Camp Yeshua, which was a kids camp, and we'd always wanted a kids camp for our kids, but we didn't have one. So it was one of those things where we could just delve right in. And then we went from there and found out about Sukkot. And we've been here. And how many years have you... Attended oh, Sukkot here. Uh, in this camp, this is our third year in a row, but we had been here before 10 years ago. Right. Mm. The first time was 10 years ago, but at the same time before that, we had done Sukkot in our backyard, pitched a tent years. in our backyard for mm-hmm. seven years before that. So we've been doing this 17, 18 years now. Wow. That's a blessing. Our youngest ones have never known any other way. Oh, that's a great blessing. My goodness. Yes, it is. What's the future look like for you? Uh, the future looks like we're going to keep going in the direction that we, we've been going in, and we're going bigger and better and stronger and meeting more people. Uh, every We've we've attended different Sukkots different years, and uh, some Sukkots are, you know, you know, 25 people, and some of them are 1,200 people, and some of them, some of them are 1,200 people, and they're an hour and a half away is 1,200 more people doing the same thing. Hmm. Learning about God's ways and and how we can come closer to Him the way He wants us to, the way He sees us. It's kind of like looking for a looking for a wife you or looking for a bride. You you have certain things that you need from from that bride, and that bride needs from you. And you're both in examining each other and trying to figure out figure out is are they everything I need, and how can I be more of what they need, so that we can form a lasting relationship. Be, and make each other happy and grow together and that's kind of what we do with God it's all about finding out what makes him happy and doing what he wants us to being the bride he wants us to be and therefore uh, also blessing the people around us that are part of that same bride and allowing his light to shine through us because without his light shining through us how can we bless others and how can we be a testimony of who he is to the nations. We don't want to divide people. We want everybody to come together. It's about becoming one in truth and spirit. Right. And that's what he was talking about. He said, truly, I tell you, one day they will worship in truth and in spirit. Amen. We know what Rick and Deborah did when they discovered that their way of life was not completely in line with God's instructions. They took the red pill. In their story, the red pill came at a great cost but they clearly saw that it was well worth the cost. Jeremiah chapter 16 foretells the time when the Gentiles will say, our ancestors inherited nothing but lies, futile idols, completely useless. Can a person make himself gods? 
In fact, they aren't gods at all. Therefore, says Jehovah, I will make them know, once and for all, I will make them know my power and my might. Then they will know that my name is Jehovah. Amen, Mama. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Please listen again with a friend. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah, where you can handle the truth.